The Colorado Inn and KFKA present Rams Weekly. Brought to you by Marinda Simpson State Farm Insurance. Here's Brady Hull and Kevin Lido. Welcome into the Owl Fiber Studios. I am not Brady Hull. I'm much different today, Brady. Much better looking. Some are saying more talented. Thanks for sending that text in, Mom. I'm Tanner Schwent, co-host of Good Morning NoCo. Kevin Lytle from the Colorado and joining us here today for Rams Weekly. Big thanks to Miranda Simpson, State Farm Insurance. Kevin, how are you, my friend? This is much later in the day than we usually talk. Yeah. Uh, usually I'm you know, rolling out of bed, nice 930 <laughs> segment. You, you, you're three hours into the show. Um, yeah. All of our brain power is Now it's late. Done. I mean, it's nap time for you, so we'll see how this show goes. I got that in already today, so we're good. We are ready to roll. But uh, listen, I got to tell you, man... Uh, CSU has bounced back. Uh, maybe you know if this if this show doesn't go so well for us, we'll go play a kickball game, and we'll have the same response and come back and just start rolling again. A, th- a life lesson I've learned is <laughs> there's never a bad time to play kickball. There's not. Like, has anyone ever played kickball? And like, well, that sucked. Yeah, that was a waste of time. Yeah, I, no, I, it's always fun. It's always fun. You're always in a better spot than you were before. No yeah. one's like, oh, my life now sucks so, worse. Yeah, so obviously Nico Medved knew that life lesson. And he's like, well, what, you know, things kind of suck right now, so how <laughs> should we fix them? And they went and played kickball. All, all good since then. I love that, man. That a, a great story by you on the Colorado one. But the, I guess the bad part is is that these games have been, uh, I use the term uh, boring a little bit, Bo- <laughs> boring wins. I mean, no, it, they haven't been as crazy and chaotic and stressful since that, that kickball game. They've just been back to being dominant. Which is a compliment, yeah. yeah. You, you mean that I, I wrote that after the Fresno State game. I literally <laughs> said, uh, well, I shouldn't say literally because I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically <laughs> the game against Fresno State was uninteresting. Yeah. I meant that in a very good way. It's a team CSU is better than, you know, probably mm-hmm. a lot better than. It's a road environment with, you know, just dead. It's a huge stadium with no crowd. Like, you could take a nap and you'd be <laughs> totally comfortable. And CSU just handled business. You know, kind of calm, quiet, nothing super remarkable, and that's a, a good thing. That's what you wanted CSU to do in that road game. And then, yeah, they, they're just playing well. You know, went to Boise State. It was a big game, an impressive performance, but in a lot of ways, like you say, CSU pretty much controlled it throughout. Boise made kind of one surge in the mm-hmm. second half, but even that only got to six points. So, yeah, that's close, but you know, it's not like they took a lead or anything. And then CSU quickly grew, and pretty much the entire second half, it was in the 9 to 12-point range. Again, not blowout, but not uncomfortable either. So CSU, yeah, they're looking like they did in November and, and December. No, I think Rams fans will take the quote-unquote boring Absolutely. wins. I think I think a better term, probably convincing yeah. uh, th- th- than boring, but uh, you know, Kevin, we need to talk about it. I spent, I, I went uh, to CSU for a year. My freshman year got promoted here and then came up to the Harvard of Weld County, uh, UNC, uh, and I think we need to go back, and you and I will be co-professors on fan etiquette. <laughs> I think CSU fans might need a little bit of that, man. What's with the, the guy running on the court? We got snowballs flying around. Yeah, what it, is going on, is, man? You know, joking aside, unfortunately, CSU's had several, and of course, it's always a small pocket, but a small group. You know, there was the Ukraine chant last year. Yeah. Which, again, it was Forgot a few players, but well, well placed, quote unquote, uh, in a prominent area. The snowballs. 
and then yeah, well, an idiot running across the court against Boise State. It's that's the one. You don't want to say drawback, but kind of scary thing when you have big student crowds is it only takes one or a couple idiots yep. to to really make a scene. Yeah, uh, first half, CSU's dominating, more on runs across the court, just in and out. Like, I don't even know what he's— What's the point? You know, like, and he kind of ran along the side, so a lot of people didn't even notice. I think only one of the refs even saw him, <laughs> but Leon Rice did, and rightfully, Leon Rice is like, that's a tech, like, yep. you know, give us a point. So you— Whatever you, you think claim to fame, I don't even know. Like it's, it's unremarkable. Give up a point. Luckily for CSU, didn't end up costing him. I believe Mister uh, thinks he's big time running across the court. <laughs> I believe he got decked. I believe he got a wee bit of a lecture from some important people. And I imagine pass will be revoked from going to game. So you know, real great work. You, you know, yeah, moron. Really, really um, smart. Good decision. But yeah, just there. embarrassing. And it is. That's where like you. You just need peer pressure to police each other a little bit. Like, yeah. if your buddy's sitting there saying, guys, I'm going to do this. Like, no, you moron. Yeah. Don't. Let's, let's not and do that. And when they go do it, freaking grab them by the collar and sit their butt down. Yeah, like, it, it is. It's annoying. You know, and I'm not I'm not trying to sound like the, the hey, stay off my lawn and stuff like that. But that just it, it there, endangers so There's like, a difference in stuff like that. and. I like storming the court. Example, okay, like, I like storming the court. I do enjoy that, and I think we disagree on that. I'm okay with that because it, depending people, on situation. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying like after every mediocre win, but I don't have a problem with that. This is completely different. No, this I is mean not it, the same. it's potentially dangerous. First off, I mean it's it's a different situation. But imagine if you know in his whatever days runs into Isaiah Stevens. You know, forget the point. It's bad enough that you gave up a point to CSU's opposition. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he runs into Isaiah Stevens, who's not ready for it, and knocks him out, you know, whatever. Right. Like, it's just not safe. It's stupid. It's it's beyond childish. It's kind of like, I don't love the, you know, F team yeah, we're playing I don't either. chant, but it's harmless, too. So, like, that, okay, whatever. Right, right. But anything that involves the core or true malice, like the Ukraine chant, like, those are way – all that is way out of bounds, no, it, including snowballs. I know you know some people say there were a uh, Trojan horse situation there with some Air Force folks getting out. Which is Police hard it. to prove. Yeah, Police yeah, it. Yeah, right. Make yeah. it stop. Yeah, it, for sure. You know, and, and that was just a one little blemish, but this team is, is yeah. just rolling, Kevin, and, uh, you know – the Mountain West Conference is just drunk. That is the analogy I'm going to keep going back to. It is just I drunk. Tuesday was wild. Uh, and and by the way, so you were right about two things on on Good Morning NoCo. So Kevin, can we, can we clip that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two things. Uh, well, let me finish and then you can clip it. Uh, Kevin joins us on Good Morning NoCo every Tuesday at nine thirty. Uh, but you were right. You picked CSU to win and cover the six and a half back to back. Two in a row, back to back weeks. The other thing you were right on was that you predicted that, uh, was it Nevada that played uh, Utah State uh, on Tuesday? You said, yeah, Nevada, watch, Nevada will go beat Utah State and make me look really stupid right now. And they went and did that. Yeah, absolutely. One, I'm on a heater. Um, Absolutely on fire. (laughs) Either hot or you're new, man, and you're hot right now. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, the the league is crazy. I'm going to point out another thing I was right about. Okay, please do. Since I'm on a heater. I've been saying, you know, since the league started that 14-4 is going to be 
the absolute best. There's no way anyone will do better than fifteen and th- or better, you know, fifteen three or better. Right. Fourteen four is going to be the cap, and that looks very true. There's no way anyone's nah. going to do that. Honestly, I think thirteen five might win the league. Yeah, which I mean, just shows you how how deep the, this league is. Now, there's this is, seven teams within game and a half. It's just it's stupid. And, and even if you want to extend it, like two games is not unfathomable. No. And you've got Wyoming sitting there, yeah. two games back. Like you said this uh, earlier this week, man, but just trying to get one of the first-round buys in the Mountain West Conference uh, is going to be insane to try and uh, lock down. Yeah, I mean, you have six teams that are truly at-large considerations for the NCAA tournament. Five teams get a buy in the Mountain West tournament. So at minimum, one of your maybe NCAA teams is going to be playing day one in the Mountain West tournament, which normally, if you're an NCAA-level team, you know, it's not even. You don't really even think about like, oh, are we gonna get by? It's kind of just a given that you'll have won enough. You're day one of that tournament's gonna be wild because you may have a Nevada or a CSU or a New Mexico or a Utah State playing it. Maybe you'll have two of them. It's crazy, dude. It, it, it's absolutely nuts, and I think that's what makes this year so much fun is because they the, the Mountain West has uh, declared itself where they've got so many good teams that the cannibalization that you have talked about for years that have happened in the Mountain West that's almost helping it's them, helping. right? You look at I think the Nevada game this week was the best example of yeah for Utah State it's not. A loss that you want, but it's not bad loss because Nevada's metrics are pretty good. For Nevada, it's great. And so you just kind of boost everyone's metrics in a way. And those top six are all looking good. I, I still don't – I'm not willing to say the Mountain West is going to get six because you really have to walk a tightrope of getting the right results. But you have six that, you know, we're in mid-February now, are still legitimately in it and probably will be till the end. I, You know, if I had to, to bet, I'd still say five for five the Mountain teams. West. But having six in consideration is wild. And, and even if it drops, so speak, to five, that would be a great year. Oh, And I, I would be surprised if it's below five. Four is the absolute minimum. There's no way it'll be yeah. below four, which, again, that's good. Well, yeah, it is. And, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw five in and then you have had somebody playing in the in the first yeah, four exactly. playing the, the the 68 or whatever but it's just setting up for such fun basketball heading into March when when really you know after this weekend the NFL is going to be done you know everything's all attention's turning to basketball and the Mountain West Conference like on a national scale is right in the thick of it with CSU's non-con really setting them uh, even above some of the teams that are officially in front of them in the Mountain West standings yeah I. Th- I- CSU had the best non-conference of anyone, uh, the best high-profile wins, the best depth of quality wins, uh, and that's why you know when there was some of that panic, you know when CSU had its wobble, like yeah, there was stuff to be concerned about, but their resume was really solid, and it continues to be. Now they've had some big ones in conference play. Um, what's cool for the league is right now San Diego State, Utah State, CSU, and Boise State not only are all pretty comfortably in. But they're all, based on projections, somewhere in the five to seven seed range. Wow. So pretty good seeds too. It's not like you're sneaking in, you know, four eleven seeds or anything like that. Right. So you're, you're gonna have some league teams with some decent uh you know seed lines. Now, we'll get to this conversation a month. If you have three fives and sixes, you better win a couple games. Uh, Damn right you better. Board. But 
that's a great spot to be in. It is. It certainly is. All right, when we come back, let's preview uh, the game coming up on tomorrow night, San Jose State. You're listening to Rams Weekly, presented by Miranda Simpson State Farm Insurance on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFK. You're listening to Rams Weekly, presented by Miranda Simpson State Farm Insurance. I'm Tanner Schwint, co-host of Good Morning NoCo, filling in for Brady Hull. An abbreviated show here as uh, when we wrap up, uh, we're going to be handing it off to Mike Rice uh, for the pregame of Montana State at UNC. UNC, six and a half point favorites tonight in that game. Big one for the Bears, but we're talking about the Rams. Uh, Kevin Lytle with the Colorado and uh, joining me here in the Aloe Fiber Studios. So let's talk about the Rams game Friday night, uh, Kevin. Uh, what on paper should be another boring win for the Rams. Yeah, this is a take-care business type of game. CSU hosting San Jose State, who's struggled this season. I know they've had a lot of injuries that have limited their lineup and uh, you know options, I guess. Uh, the, I guess the trickiest thing is, one, just the you know look-over factor. You know, I'm not a big trap game guy, but you also can't deny you know the reality of San Diego State is next, and the players all have phones um, that show them these standings and receive tweets and whatnot. They know that if they win this one going into San Diego State, that'll be a huge game. So you have to you know be focused. I think this team will, but maybe the biggest hurdle is Tim Miles, former CSU coach. Nico Medved was an assistant under him. Ali Farokmanesh, who's on Nico's staff, was also an assistant under Miles mm. at Nebraska. So a lot of familiarity. And so Miles knows the systems. He knows what they like to do. He knows how they like to counter various defenses. So he can use some of that to his advantage. Now, the vice versa is also true if they know Miles' systems. But I think for an underdog, it helps you more because, yeah. you know, if you can, you know, even just level that playing field a little bit. But that also, you know, that's not an excuse or anything. CSU has the better players and more of the better players. They need to win this game. Yeah, they they absolutely need to. So you're not a you're not a trap game guy, and you're not a must win guy. No, you don't like either of those terms. No, I've been yelled at about the must win. Your thing. must win. Although I have, I feel like I've proven right. Like my theory mm. has kind of been proven right in this the last month when everyone's panicking. I said, no, it's fine. Like. Which one? It's it was okay. the one that you were getting uh, toward one. The one that I the saw Fresno you State. That was that. That's a pretty damn close to a must win. No, it's not. It absolutely isn't. Doesn't that? Wouldn't that have just tanked their ratings? Absolutely. And, and when you've got six teams sitting there out of the Mountain West, and if there's any you know East Coast bias coming out of the the selection it committee, would've, but. The season's not over. <laughs> You're more of a must-win guy in football than you are basketball. Well, that's just the nature of the sport. You play fewer games, and so each one just inherently is more important. Look at you just that's slithering just out of this. Look at you just slithering out of this without 
saying that you're more Kevin's of a mustard. Kevin's right again. No, I don't know. I'm not going oh, there yet. Tanner, right. you're having a day. Man. I'm, not, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going there yet. But no, this this turnaround has been huge. Um, and, and and really, the two the two studs are, are showing out. I mean, Isaiah Stevens seems to have not that he la- lost that swagger, but it felt like he was caught in between putting the ball up 20 times and going after or or you know spreading the ball around. And then Neat Clifford. I mean. All the incredible athletic dunks that he's throwing down <laughs> every but game. What What do you think? Was it Was it, Is it the supporting cast that has kind of got back to where they're supposed th- to be, and these two are elevating with them? I think maybe the biggest thing. That, you know, there are several that we can point to, but Joel Scott. He kind of as the team slumped a little bit in January, he did too. I think it wasn't a shock. You know, he's a D two guy. You know, moving up from D two started the season well, but especially as you get into Mountain West play. The margins are thinner. One, the Mountain West has a lot of good defensive teams, physical interior teams, so that creates a challenge. And two, just it's a jump from D2 to D1, so you're going to ride a bit of a wave. And so I think he had a little bit bit of that confidence slump of, you know, not playing well, you know, man, you know, do I belong here, right? I mean, yeah. But he's got back to who he is. Over the last seven games, he scored double figures in all of them. CSU's 16-2 and two when he's in double figures. <laughs> and over the last seven, he's shooting 65% from the field. He's back to basically being a dude. Like, I'm 6'7 and built like a bear. I'm going to play <laughs> like it. I think that's been huge, just having him back. He's hit a few threes. Some re- he had a really important one against San Diego State. So he's just playing really well. The Scott Cartier... Uh, balance inside is working basically how they designed it when uh, you know, they kind of built this roster. And kind of funny, Cam Martin for Boise State, he came, he visited CSU, was close to potentially coming, opted to go Boise State. He was quite bad the other <laughs> night. Joel Scott. Joel Scott was quite good, so I think a number of people probably enjoyed that one. Yeah, he certainly did. So when you look at this schedule, Kevin, uh, with the craziness that is the Mountain West, look at what's coming. Got to take care of San Jose State, and then maybe one of the most difficult stretches that you're going to see in college Season basketball. Season defining three game stretch. Yeah, three. Well, uh, hell, you got to throw even five game stretch well, yeah, in there. If you you know what I mean? Like if you want to extend yeah. it out there, because once you get through this five game, you know you wrap up the year. Wyoming Air Force. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, in front of a sold-out Moby Arena already for the Wyoming game. That thing's going to be CSU's, juiced. That's going to be juiced. I'm going to call it right now. That game's a March 2nd game. That thing is CSU by a billion probably in that game. Calling it right now. It's a little high, but yeah. Maybe just a little bit. And then at Air Force, hopefully you've exercised whatever the hell happened right. at that game. But you go at San Diego State. You go home against Utah State, at New Mexico, at UNLV, and then home against Nevada, who beat you by 13 on the road. Yep. This is a season-defining five-game stretch. Hell, you want to break it down to the first three. This is going to make or break the Rams. Yeah, exactly, because you know we've talked all season long, or all conference season long, of dominate at home, steal what you can on the road. CSU's doing the home part right now. Obviously, you have to keep doing that. But then if you can get one of... San Diego State or New Mexico on the road. That could totally flip the Mountain West standings up. Not upside down, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, that could give CSU the inside edge. Obviously, if we were to win both of them, that would be insane. But even yeah. one would be huge. Now, What's those more are, likely to happen? Those are ma- massive ifs. Yeah, what, which one do you cool. think, if it's going to happen, is it at San Diego State or is it at New Mexico? I think at San Diego State, not as a knock on San Diego State, but just the the way the style of that team, they're yeah. less likely to blow you out, uh, which makes it more likely that you can hang steal around, some weird, yeah. you know, garbage late on and win it. Whereas New Mexico, when they get cooking at the pit, 
they they can put up 20 points in two minutes before you've even blinked. Since you're hot with your picks right now, I'm going off the wall with oh one of gosh, your, your one of these. Okay, you ready? Will CSU have a player that can get the ball up the ramp at the pit? They did last year. Right? I, I think they will again. You think, okay, you're I, so, going with so Who Kyle, is it going to be? Kyle Evans did it last right. year. So obviously you have to have him as one of the possibilities. How about Rashawn Bimba? I mean, he's a big, strong fella. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much up-ramp bowling there is in Austria, <laughs> but he's a strong dude. Um, so you're sa- And my wild card is Neek. Ooh. Just because the dude is a the freak of an athlete, maybe get a perfect arm whip and just launch it. So, yeah, I'm going to say okay, yes. You're going to say yes. Getting okay. up the pit. Mark that up down. The at the pit. Make, mark that down. Let's see if that, Kevin's That's the most important his... prediction of the year. Yo, it's the only prediction that matters. Yeah. That's why people tune into this, is, is to hear that yeah. prediction. Kevin, what games do you have your eyes on in the Mountain West uh, Conference over this weekend? So, this weekend is huge. So, CSU, like we said, playing San Jose State needs to win. San or San Jose State, yeah. San Diego State is at Nevada, Ooh. and Boise State is at Utah State. So those are four of you know the competitors at the top of the league. Obviously, that means two of them are going to take a loss. So if CSU wins, they will gain ground on you know a decent core of that you know competing group atop the Mountain West. So those are really big games. You can. You can really make your head spin of like if you're a CSU fan, which teams do you want to? I win? was gonna follow up with that. Yeah. I mean, did you, did, is there? I I guess you probably want Nevada to win at home against San Diego State because Nevada and CSU are even in the loss column. Okay, and then you can kind of start reeling in San Diego State. I think you probably, if you're a CSU fan, want Boise to beat Utah State. Really, Utah State has a slightly easier schedule. I was wondering because that'd be a big road win for Boise, right? You know. And CSU well, still has... you can you can spin yourself in circles <laughs> with this. So. Well, and CSU still has Utah State, right. so they beat Boise, knock them down, and then you take care of Utah right. State. You're right. Yeah, this is. Uh, listen, I haven't taken a math class since my senior year of high school. I'm not going to try and get into the numbers on this. Not a big numbers guy. Okay, so it's very simple. CSU keep winning, and they'll be in good shape. They'll be in good shape. Kevin Lytle, appreciate it, my friend. Uh, always uh, love jumping on with you, and uh, we'll be back next week for it, man. Thanks for joining. All right, that'll be fun. All right, uh, Mike Rice on the call for Montana State and UNC. Coming your way next on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.